Here we go again. Another message. Fly check. Wait, no, too late. They will notice. All right, as always, God, if you don't show off, this isn't going to go well. I probably should have ran over this talk one more time. Why is it that I never feel ready? It never feels quite good enough. You'd think by now I'd feel confident, but here I am still nervous, still insecure. Is this message gonna be enough? I know that your word is enough and it's powerful, but I feel so weak, not smart enough, not spiritual enough. I just want it to be helpful. Okay, Travis, game on. Smile, let's kick it. I'm curious, is there anyone else out there that has a little war going on in their mind? You know, sometimes it's so easy for me to just be, you know, having strong faith and everything's good. And then the next thing you know what, I've got this fear stirring up on the other side. Or sometimes I feel super confident in my calling and, 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 and where God has me and my security. And then other times it feels like I'm literally crippling and just literally spiraling out of control and just this paralyzing feeling. I, I, I got to wonder if I'm not the only person that feels that way. There's literally like the mind is literally this battlefield that's going on inside. And what we know, what science tells us and scripture is that many of life's battles are won or lost within the mind. It's literally a war zone going on up in here. And we see this all throughout the scriptures with many different people through history that have wrestled with the mind and how they figured out how to control the mind and, and shape their mind and transform their mind and, and renew their mind. And one of the, the greatest uh, people that we can see go through this is a man by the, by the name of the Apostle Paul who literally his life was turned upside down and he was transformed and, and we see the progress of him battling the war in his mind as we read his story throughout scripture. One of those really uh, interesting passages of scripture that we see him almost going crazy in his mind is in Romans chapter seven right here. Listen to these powerful words. For I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells within me. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do want is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it. And it's like literally you can see him going a little berserk in his mind trying to figure out this war that is literally waging inside of his mind. And so what do we do? How do we win the war that's going on up in here? And so starting today and over the next couple of weeks, we're going to figure out how to win that war in our minds. But before we do, I just want to pray for you and for myself. Father, I ask right now, wherever anyone's watching, that you would help us to zone in mentally to what you would have for us. And I ask that whatever any specific person who's watching, who's listening, who's struggling with something in the mind, that today you would give them a tool that you will give them a nugget to help them fight and win that battle that is going on in their mind. And I pray this boldly in the power of your son's name, Jesus. Amen. 
Well, I hope you're ready. Wherever you're watching, I hope you're ready. Wherever you're listening, and if you're ready, just say it out loud. I am ready. And let's dive into this really powerful portion of Scripture that Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 and 4. He says this, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Saying, listen, we, we, we have a war that's going on, but we're not going to use the weapons of the world. We have another kind of a weapon, and it is a divine power. That word power in the original Greek language is the word dunamis, which is the idea of where we get our word dynamite. It is a powerful, explosive force that we have. For what? To demolish the strongholds. There are these demonic strongholds that are real that are going after our minds. Did you know that? That there are strongholds trying to wedge into your life to keep you far from God, to keep you not feeling connected to him, to keep you from feeling his healing, his restoration, his power in your life. There is a real enemy. His name is the devil and he's sneaky and he tries to whisper lies over and over again into your mind and he whispers them over and over again until you believe it. My question for you right now is, what does the devil tell you? What is the devil constantly whispering into your mind over and over again? Maybe it's the idea of, you can't trust anyone, or you'll never, ever succeed in this life. You'll always you're always going to be broke. You're never going to be good with money. Your marriage is always going to suck. It's never going to be good. God's never going to hear your prayers. God, God doesn't care about you. You're never going to make a difference. You're never going to amount to anything. Sound familiar? Any of those thoughts sound familiar? How do you combat those thoughts that are in your mind? The scripture continues in verse five. It says, what do we do with that? We're gonna demolish those thoughts, those arguments, every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And what are we gonna do? We're gonna take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We're gonna take those thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ to win that battle that is going on in our minds. Craig Groeschel, the author of, uh, of the book, Winning the War in Your Mind, he's the pastor of Life Church and helped create, basically created this series from the ground up and is giving us permission to use it. And so we thank life.church. Just wanted to give them a shout out. He said this amazing line, uh, quoted by Greg, this thought that our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Let that sink in. That our lives, your life, is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. And science agrees with this and the scriptures. Science research has shown that in many different cases that our thoughts make us do specific things or lead us into very toxic situations. Relational challenges can happen from our thoughts. Sometimes eating disorders can be caused because of our thoughts. Addiction, some of the addictions that happen can come from our thoughts. And even some cases of anxiety can come, can start from the negative thoughts that are stirring constantly in the lies in our mind. Scripture agrees with this too. We see in Proverbs 23, 7, where it says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. The life that we have so often is reflected on the thoughts that we think. The life that we have, that we're experiencing, is a reflection of the thoughts that we think. 
If you keep saying to yourself, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do that, then most likely you probably aren't gonna do it. But if you say, I can do this, I can do this, by the grace of God, most likely probably, you can do it. You can. And so let's stop for a moment and think about what we think about. Let's stop for a moment and just think about what we think about. A little thought audit. Let's do a little exercise, okay? Let's do a little exercise together. So on a scale from one to 10, when it comes to you having thoughts of fear or more thoughts of peace, where do you land on the spectrum? When it comes to thoughts of fear or when it comes to thoughts of peace? So when you wake up in the morning, are your thoughts automatically going to fearing the world, fearing the economy, fearing what's going on in the world, fearing what's going to happen to your kids? And there's this anxiety that is building up because you're so consumed by the fear because of what's going on in the world, fear of of getting sick, fear of getting a disease. Or even though the world is crazy, even though the world is out of control, do you have this peace that is dwelling inside of you, a peace that surpasses all understanding that God is in control. Scale from one to 10, where would you land on the spectrum with your thoughts? Another way of, on the scale is, are you more of a negative thinker or more of a positive thinker on a scale from one to 10? When you wake up in the morning, is it just negative? Like when you think negatively of your relationships, negative of the day, I'm never gonna be able to get this done. There's no way I can ever get through this. How am I gonna do this? Everything's negative, 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 negative. Or is it, you know, it's going to be a tough day. I got a lot going on, but you know what? I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And you have more of a positive thinking on the day. Scale from one to 10. Or what about from a worldly perspective versus an eternal perspective in your thinking? From a worldly perspective, are, are, are you waking up in the morning and all you're thinking about is, is are the things of the world, not, not godly things, but worldly things? Are you just thinking of the temporary, like what you're going to eat or what you're going to wear or what you're going to drive or where you're going to live or the shoes you're going to be in? It's all about how you look and it's all about temporary. Or are you thinking more of the eternal things, the eternal perspective, the resources that you do have to say, I'm going to leave this earth with a dent to bring glory. Glory to God. Where is your mind more worldly or more eternal on a scale from one to 10? What we think actually matters more than we could ever even imagine. The process that is happening inside of our brain matters more than we could ever imagine. If your life, if the statement is true, is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts, here's a question. Are you excited about the direction your thoughts are taking you? If you're always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts, are you excited about the direction your thoughts are taking you? And so, to help us build this foundation and to hash this out, to hash out the thoughts that are going on as we had this thought audit, the first thing that we have to do is we have to, and before we can defend this, before we can fight this, is we have to define it. So I want you, wherever you're listening, to identify the stronghold that's in your life. Pick one, not, I mean, there could be 70, there could be 100, there could be 20. I want you to pick one stronghold that is identifying, that needs you to identify that is going on in your life. It could be simply, you know, I'm just not good enough. Or my past has, has written my future and there's no hope for me and God could never use me because of the things that I've done. Or I'm always going to be battling with my weight. Or, or, or I'm never going to be good with money. Or I'm never going to have fulfillment with my job. Or I'm always going to be single. What is the negative stronghold? What is that stronghold in your life? Identify it. 
And then if you have that negative thought that is in your mind, one of the things that we have to realize is that that negative thought is changing the chemical makeup of your brain. That negative thought is changing the chemical makeup of your brain. And I'm no scientist, okay? But what we see in science is that it creates a neurochemical charge in your body. It's, it's creating a, 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 a neural pathway in your brain that is creating this negative pathway consistently in your mind. That goes for the negative and it goes for the positive. When we think a positive thought, when you think a positive thought, it gets you a surge, a rewarding uh, neurotransmitter that literally releases a, a, legal, a legal drug, okay, it's a legal drug, called dopamine. And so what happens is, is if, if, if you're on Instagram and all of a sudden you get a like by a famous person or someone you really look up to and they like one of your posts, what happens? You get a little bit of dopamine inside of you. When, when, when someone says, man, that outfit looks really good on you, girl, or, or man, that hair's looking nice, what do you get? You get a little dopamine inside of you, inside of your brain. When Jen texts me and says, hey, honey, I was thinking about you. Why don't you get home sooner than later? What do I get? I get a little bit of dopamine inside of me to get home as soon as I can. And so the more often that you think a specific thought, science tells us that it's easier to think that thought again. Science tells us that when we think a thought, that it's easier to think on that thought again. And once you think that thought, it's creating a new neural pathway in your brain. And we literally have billions of these neural pathways in our brains. It reminds me of when I was a kid, we made a three-story tree house out in the woods. And we had to create this path through the woods, through the thicket, through the swampy area to get to the three-story tree house. It was awesome. Now, later on, a new subdivision came in. And so because of the new subdivision, it created a shorter path, a better path for us to get access to our treehouse. And so we would forge this new path, this new path to get to, it was easier to get to, it was more accessible for us, we could carry and take more things back there. Well, then months went on and I was going in the other direction. I said, you know what, I'm gonna go down the old path. Well, because months went on, it all grew back. The path grew back. It was really tough to get through. There was a lot of resistance. In the same way, when we create new pathways in our brain, it helps us stay away from the negative paths to go down that path. It creates a resistance, and it makes it easier to have the positive path of that new path that God has given us. And so I know this is a little scientific, but it's biblical because God is the inventor of science. Okay, and so I don't know how this plays out for you in your everyday life, but maybe you come home from your job and you're irritable because it was a tough day at work and you come in and you're just kind of ready to take it out on everyone. Your, 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 your spouse starts kind of giving you some orders. Your kids are going crazy and you literally just want to take it out on all of them and you just want to flip. And so instead of going down that pattern, going down that path, you're going to renew that pattern. You're going to create a new pathway and you're going to count to two or you're going to count to 10, or you're going to count to 150, whatever that means for you, and you're going to pause, and you're going to pray, and you're going to respond in a new way, a new pathway for your life. Maybe you start to feel in your heart that, that you're starting to feel bad about yourself or where you're at in your life or, or what's going on in your circumstance, and so you create a pathway to the freezer to get the ice cream, and then you sit on the couch, and before you know it, the whole ice cream you know, container is gone. And so what you're going to do, right, is you're going to stop. You're going to create a new neural pathway. Instead of going to the freezer, you're going to walk outside and you're going to exercise and create and just go for a walk to create a new neural pathway in your life. Maybe you're bored 
and you're just you know, scrolling through Instagram. And as you're scrolling through Instagram, you start seeing all your friends and then you literally start hating all your friends because it feels like their lives are better than yours because their life seems more perfect or they didn't invite you to the thing and you feel like a loser, you feel left out, you've got FOMO. And, and, and so what are you gonna do? You're gonna stop scrolling through Instagram. You're gonna create a new pathway and open up your YouVersion Bible app and start scrolling and feeding on the truth of God's word in your life life. What is the stronghold for you? What is the stronghold? You can't defeat that negative thought if you do not define the negative thought. So what is the stronghold in your life? And so after we identify what the stronghold is in our life to combat that, we're going to name the truth that demolishes the stronghold. We're going to name the truth that demolishes the stronghold because as Jesus reminds us in John 8, 32, and you will know the truth, and what will the truth do? The truth, say it out loud with me, will set you free. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free from the stronghold. The word of God has so much power in it to help free us from those negative thoughts. And going back to 2 Corinthians 10, 5, where it says, you know, we demolish these arguments, right? And how do we do that? Because we're gonna take Every cap, we're going to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. And the original word in the Greek here to take captive every thought comes from the idea of a sword, of taking a sword. I've always wanted to just samurai this thing. I'm just, you water. I'm deadly with this. Be careful. Just kidding. But, you know, actually, I'm pretty deadly with this because I don't know what I'm doing with this, okay? Anyways, be careful, Travis, okay? But, it's this idea of, of that you take it captive by swinging of the spear, swinging of the sword, which reminds me of the passages in Ephesians that, that, that talk, the passage in Ephesians that talks about the armor of God. What is the armor of God? It's, it's a thing to help us protect us from the enemy. We have the, the helmet of salvation, right? And then we have the breastplate of righteousness and then the shield of faith and the belt of truth, and then the, the shoes of the gospel to be ready, to the readiness of the gospel of peace. And all of those pieces of armor, those are defensive pieces of armor. But there was one more piece of armor that's on the offense. And that is the sword, the sword of the spirit that represents the word of God, the truth that will set you free. The word of God is alive and it's active and it's powerful. And what does it say? That it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And so we identify the stronghold. And then after we identify the stronghold, we name the truth that demolishes that stronghold. What is that stronghold for me? The stronghold for me would be comparison. It's really easy for the negative thoughts of comparison to come into my mind as I look at other leaders or as I look at other fathers or I look at other husbands and I'm like, man, I'm dropping the ball. How do they do that? How do they do that? And then that comparison leads to deflatement in my spirit. And then that deflatement leads to me feeling insecure and not confident and makes me start to question, well, I'm just, I'm not a good enough leader. How am I going to meet with all these people? That's never enough. I'm never going to be able to meet with everyone. I'm not going to be able to 
to do this. And then if I try to, to do more here in my job, then I start to neglect my family. And so I try to be a better husband. I try to be a better dad. And then if I try too much there, then I start to neglect my work. And it's just this tension and this balance of comparison of then brings me to deflatement and then brings me to feeling insecure and not confident in what God has called me to do. And so what do I do? What do you do with that? What do I do with that stronghold? I take that lie that the enemy puts into my mind that I'm not good enough. Yeah, I take that. I, I, I take that, 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 that comparison. I take that deflatement. And what do I do? I take it with the sword of the spirit. And I cut it in two. We cut it in two. We just cut it in two. And then we replace it with truth. I'm going to say cut it with two. And wherever you're watching, you just shout out. Wherever you're at, replace it with truth. You're going to cut it in two, that lie. And then you're going to replace it with truth. Here's the truth for me. That my grace is sufficient for you, Travis. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest in me. Understanding that, yes, on my own, I am not enough. But in my weakness, God makes me strong. That I have the power of the Holy Spirit that literally raised Christ from the dead is living within me and my grace is sufficient for you, Travis. What is that stronghold for you? Maybe it is that, that you feel like your past has made you just all washed up and there's no hope for you and you're just literally leftovers and that God could never use you because of your past. What are you gonna do with that stronghold? You're gonna take that lie and you're gonna cut it in two and replace it with truth. That therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. You are a new creation. Maybe for some of you, it's, it's this idea of that I'm never gonna get it all done. I'm never gonna get it all done. There's just not enough hours in the day. I'm never gonna be able to do it. It's just so negative and negative. I'm never gonna be doing it. What are you gonna do with that lie? You're gonna take that lie. You're gonna cut it in two and replace it with the truth that I can do all things through my Savior, Jesus Christ, who gives me strength when I am weak. I can do all things. Maybe for some of you, you don't feel like you're attractive enough. You don't feel like you're, 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 you're beautiful enough. When you look in the mirror, it's just not good for you. And there's this lie that keeps coming inside of you over and over again and it just continues to bring this negative feeling to you. You're going to take that lie. You're going to cut it in two and replace it with the truth for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb and I praise you for I am fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Maybe you're always feeling depressed. Maybe there's this negative, this, this depression that's coming over you over and over and over again and it haunts you. What are you going to do with that lie? You're going to take that lie, you're going to cut it in two and replace it with the truth that no the joy of the Lord is your strength and you lean into the joy of the Lord. Maybe, maybe you just feel that, that the world is crumbling in this stronghold and it's creating anxiety in you and you feel like God has lost control of this earth and it's creating, again, anxiety and worry and you don't feel like he has got it anymore. You're going to take that lie and you're going to cut it in two and you're going to replace it with the truth for the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods and his hands are the depths of the earth. Just one of those hands. In his hand are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are his also. You take that lie. You cut it in two. And what do we do? We replace it with the truth. Your life in so many ways is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. What comes into your mind comes out into your life. You cannot have a positive filled life if you have a negative fear filled mind. So what do you do? What are you going to do? You're going to take that thought captive. 
You're gonna identify that stronghold and you're gonna name the truth that demolishes that stronghold. You're not gonna be held bondage to that anymore. You're not gonna let it have a stronghold on you. You're gonna unlock that door. You're gonna do whatever it takes to set you free because you know that the truth, my friend, will set you free. And the truth, hear me, isn't just a concept. The truth, well, the truth is a person. And that person is Jesus. That person is Jesus. And he gives us the power to renew our minds to a new pattern, to free us from the bondage that the enemy tries to attack. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Let me pray for all of you that are watching, maybe for some of you right now, there is a negative thought that has risen to the surface. And Father, I ask right now that you would help give them freedom from that negative thought, that you would give them discipline to fight that negative thought and change the path, change the habit into a positive thought. Your truth, replace the lie with your truth by the power of your word, by the power of Jesus, Father, bring them healing, bring them freedom from the negative thoughts that are waging war in their mind. As we continue to pray, maybe for some of you that are watching, you have been believing the biggest lie ever. And that is a distorted view of how you think God thinks about you. You think God is angry with you. You think God wants nothing to do with you. And hear me so clearly, that is a lie. And today is the day that you need to get off of that path, get off of that path, that lie that's in your mind and start walking down a new path. Because let me tell you about what God really thinks about you. God created you in his image and God loves you so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to die for you. And not only die for you, but to rise again for you. Why? To conquer the penalty of sin that we all have. And he did it because he wants a real, restored, right relationship with you. He's, you're his child and he loves you and he wants you to move towards him and he is faithful when you move towards him for him to move towards you. And so if you are done walking into the world's lies, into the, the negative lies of whatever your distorted view of God is towards you and you're ready to, to walk on the new path, then I want you to just begin a conversation right now with him, wherever you're at, and just say, Father, I wanna get on a new path towards you. And I believe, I don't understand it all, but I believe that you, Jesus, are God. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose again for me. I believed that, that, that you are the one that canceled out the penalty of my sin for me. And so right now I humble myself, getting on a new path to be restored with you, to start a relationship with you. And I receive you, Jesus, into my life. As we continue to pray, if you truly meant that, the scriptures say that you will no longer perish, but have everlasting life. Amen, amen, amen. Well, if you truly meant that, if, if you truly started a new path, a, a new direction towards a God that loves you so much, we don't want you to walk on that path alone. And that's why our vision here at Miles City is 
helping people move towards God. Imperfect, flawed, don't have all the answers, don't have all together, people moving towards God. And so if you made that decision, you'll see the instructions on the screen and we just would love to celebrate with you and then answer the questions that you have and then help you continue on that path. Don't walk alone, don't walk alone, don't walk alone.